I get those goosebumps every time. I just have to get the big fellow off the bench. Oh Did he see that last chance now? In it comes. Bounce to the ground. He scores. Ali Bounce has won. I'm waiting on you. I get those goosebumps every time. I need that hind to throw that to the side. I get those goosebumps every time. Yeah, when you're not around, when you throw that to the side. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah, 713, through the 21, yeah, I'm riding, why they on me, why they on me, I'm riding, I'm sitting low-key, I'm sitting low-key, I'm riding, I get those goosebumps every time, again um great to be back guys welcome to load mag and you see all this housekeeping nonsense we're just excited and we're uh, gonna get into all of this in just a second but uh first of all i want to know how the boys are because i've seen you for a while uh, how are you how are things all good with me pete i know you've been doing it poorly but uh and i haven't even got to say hello to chris yet because we just came on before we run the show but ex extra smoke for you chris do you like I it I love it. Yeah, I, was, I don't. I don't even need. Don't even need me vape. It's just today. <laughs> I love it. Well, I definitely need the brand because it's been a few days without it. <laughs> stuck in bed, but uh, well, what a great time to uh, to to have, have a have a little cheeky one and uh, celebrate what's been a, I think a, a positive day uh, yeah, in Newcastle United over the course of the uh, transfer window. But that's not all, and we are going to get into that. First of all, welcome to everyone in the chat. Hope you are well. Great to have you all with us. Um, you've all been uh, messaging away on social media, and now you're in here messaging away on the chats. Get your questions in for Andy. We'll bring him in in just a second. But of course, if you haven't already, like and subscribe to Loaded Mag NFC. Like this show. Um, all the algorithms and all the rest of it. Chris is on the button again, or is it Naz? I'm not quite sure who. Uh, uh, but one of the boys is on the button. Thank you for watching already, and make sure you hit that like and um and comments uh for andy and look let's get him in um our northeast oh we, we, we're doing the sponsors there so hey, I'm a, I'm a bit of of sorry boys sorry it's been a while, so that's been a while. we're just all excited people it's been a while uh we're yeah. back in business but uh, of course um it's an absolute pleasure to welcome um andy sixsmith um our northeast correspondent for the premier league um so let's get him in Welcome, Andy. Hello there, yes. folks. I I'm not going to lie. Um, the goosebumps on me, are you were bloody singing about it before. The goosebumps on my neck just went down after that intro. It's that Fabian Share goal against PSG. Oh. Every time. It's because oh, he looks yeah. magnificent, but also it's a magnificent goal. And I remember th at that point, I was sat next to a Frenchman uh, at St. James's Park. I was there literally just as a fan for once, which was wonderful. And the French lad literally just looked at me looked at the ground and just walked off and left the ground as a result of it. So <laughs> it just enough. brought back memories of that. But thank you for having me on anyway. I'll stop ranting. No, <laughs> welcome, Andy. Yeah, good to have you on, mate. Pleasure to have you. Um, great to have you. It's, it's been a while, actually. We've spoken to you for a while, trying to fit it in around uh, work and international breaks and all the rest of it. It's always difficult, but um, 
Well, it's Bless quite a cover in Newcastle anyway, isn't it? These days, nothing ever happens around the club. Nah, never. <laughs> just just one of the mill, isn't it, at the moment, uh, as it always has been. But uh, look, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, and look, just for anybody that, that that's kind of um, seen you for the first time, it doesn't know anything about you. What what is kind of your role? Um, we said you're the Northeast correspondent. You also um, do some other bits as well, uh, whether it's sort of Radio Five Live um, and, and others. Just, just just talk to us about what what it is that you do uh, covering. Well, first and foremost, that's that's the way I absolutely love it. To be fair, that no one ever knows who I am, and I absolutely <laughs> that that's perfect. That is fantastic because it means I can just walk down the street or go about my business and just. Not ever get bored. But yeah, so I'm basically Northeast correspondent for Premier League Productions, which sadly doesn't go uh, go out in the UK uh, as I get hounded every single week asking, where is this going? Where's the interview going to be? It's going on every main broadcaster across the world, but the UK, sadly. Um, so regrettably, that's the case, including a, a nice little chat that we're having with the gaffer tomorrow night. Uh, at St. James's Park, which I'm very, very much looking forward to. We're doing a special feature nice. with, with Eddie tomorrow night. Uh, but we'll try and keep you up to date. That. So that's my main job. I cover all the press conferences, player interviews every week, uh, match days as well at St. James's Park, uh, which have been pretty interesting of late. Um, you know, all of that sort of business. And then uh, work for BBC, like you rightly said as well, Pete, uh, for final score. Uh, when I'm not covering Newcastle games for Premier League and then uh, Five Live every now and again when the radio will have my soporific voice uh, sending our listeners and our viewers to sleep. So, uh, yeah, but listen, pleasure to be on. Really appreciate the offer. I know it's been, you've been saying a while, like, can you can you make it? I've been like, no, nah, not now, not now. We finally <laughs> nailed this down, mate. So, uh, congratulations for persistence. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Uh, I, I have to yeah. admit, we, we, we did kind of plan it. We said... Yeah, there might be some news happening on, on Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that might be a nice day to, to get it. We didn't know the of, the, of, the, of that news, but we said, yep. either yeah, way. So it's by the knowledge. Okay. Premier League, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Thursday night. Thursday night. <laughs> so inside knowledge coming, coming in. Also, I'm, I'm a bit pissed off that no one offered me a smoke machine or a brandy, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> There's always, a brandy, there's always a brandy on offer where I am. So <laughs> next time I meet with you, um, you know what's coming. Don't Chelsea's game, Chelsea game on Saturday, Pete. So uh, just <laughs> FYI, if you're around about the strawberry beforehand, before I go in and do a piece of camera, then... <laughs> I, I wish I was there. Otherwise, I, that would be there waiting for you. You know it would be. Um, but look... It's, it's been, like I said, it's been an interesting day. Lots has happened. Now, we, we always like to kind of run through it, um, even if it's relatively brief. So let's do that. So, yeah. you know, we, we heard the other day, um, Mark Douglas um, had mentioned that, you know, the votes were coming in um, today. Everybody said it was likely to be rejected. The likes of Craig Hope, the likes of um, David Ornstein, a number of other people, they expected it to be sort of dead in the water. And they... We're linking Ruben Nevis to us as a deal that wouldn't happen because the vote wasn't going to pass. Um, even when on this morning, uh, Damon Ornstein again saying that Ruben Neves is planning to stay, um, not going to move. Um, obviously, nothing could happen at that point. But again, there was the assumption it was going to be um, rejected. And all of a sudden, this <laughs> fantastic young lady um, at the back post uh esque should we say? Um, yes. You're going to call him a honey monster there. That's terrible. I'm, I'm glad you won't be Shearer. <laughs> yeah, no, Shearer, Shearer at the back post, as always, um, never never misses. 
and this man is very, very happy. And uh, there was rumours this afternoon uh, from Craig Hope, early indications about the vote um, not going the way that people expected. And actually, um, they got enough votes. Just to be clear for people that weren't aware, um, there had to be 14 votes um, in favour of the... Um, the, the kind of blocking of the affiliated transfers, particularly with Newcastle transferring with those four main teams in, in the Saudi Pro League. And then we got a confirmation and a friend of the channel, Jacob Whitehead, um, wrote his piece. Actually, he's then saying it was 13 votes to seven um, in terms of making sure that that didn't happen and that the, um, the it all kind of fell apart. And therefore, we got the Graham Bailey confirmation. And from our point of view at Lowry, we got the uh, the, the, the classic <laughs> rant off the back of that. Not happy with it. Um, we expected it. Um, and I have to say, uh, before I get your opinion, Andy, and the boys' opinions, um, the six legends we've referred to. Because people are saying, and I put out there on a tweet earlier, who were those six legends that, that came and stood with us, brothers in arms? We know who they are. Martin Ziegler's put it out there on a tweet not long ago. Um, there they are uh, in fine colour. Sheffield United, Man City, Chelsea, Everton, Chrissy Hall. Yeah. I know you're, you're going to go on the box there. Um, Wolves, thank you, little Dan. And Dave, thank you, uh, our resident Forest fan. Um, thank you for your support in, in all of this. Um, so they are the other six teams that voted with Newcastle United um, in order to block that rule coming in by the Premier League. So that's kind of the running order on the situation. Now, Andy, from, from your perspective, and I know it's, you know, it's kind of conflicted, uh, with, with the role that you do, but what's your initial initial thoughts from a personal perspective, mate? My initial thought is, I mean, I would have guessed six of those seven clubs voting against, but I didn't guess the seventh, <laughs> and that was Everton. I mean, yeah. that's that's yeah. kind of come out of the blue, no pun intended. Um, look, first point, David Ornstein's really wrong. Uh, what a guy, what a journalist, one of the very, very best, if not the best out there. And as soon as Orny started to report it last night, your kind of exclamation mark, Metal Gear Solid type uh, graphic pops up above your head and you start thinking that something's going, going on. I'm, the first point I'm going to make is Dan Ashworth is a very, very, very clever man. Now, I have waxed lyrical about Dan since... Before he joined Newcastle, I thought the job that he did with Brighton was absolutely magnificent. I thought the job that he did with England was absolutely magnificent down at St. George's Park. But Dan had a meeting with journalists, a media briefing two weeks ago now it was, before the international break, where he talked quite openly at quite at length about you know, potential deal for Ruben Neves, his feelings about you know signing players on loan from uh, affiliated clubs, that kind of thing. Now, I'm sure Dan would turn around and say... It was just a coincidence. And that might very well be. But I think that just put it into the public sphere. And I think that raised a few people's eyebrows and started to make people think. And I'm not saying that it would have changed anything necessarily. We will never, ever know, will we? But I just thought that that, that just set the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit. Look, are we surprised that Chelsea went with that Man City... The one I'm not, I am surprised that aren't in there, Crystal Palace, because of their links yeah. with Leon. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit surprised at that one, but 
generally to miss out by a vote, obviously, like you rightly say, Pete, needing 14 for the majority. Uh, you know, it's it's good news for Newcastle to an extent, but let's not get away from the fact. Was there ever any concrete interest in Ruben Neves? I'm not 100% sure there was. I think Calvin Phillips, as it's been widely reported by, by colleagues uh, in the media, I think Calvin Phillips is the one that Newcastle are looking at in general. Ruben Neves probably wasn't going to be one of those players. So whether it would have actually affected us in the slightest anyway is anyone's guess. But yes, interesting news today, intriguing news. And who would have thought on a Tuesday night that Newcastle United fans would have been celebrating Everton after our recent uh, recent arguments with the blue half of Merseyside? <laughs> Well, I, I think that's a great time to come over to our resident Evertonian or, 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 or who's, linked, who's linked to a family of Evertonians, should we say. Yes. The Geordie within the Evertonian mix. And uh, Chrissy Hall, great to see you, mate. Um, you know, from your perspective, hearing that news, um, that Everton are in the mix, obviously, Andy said it's, it's a bit of a, a bit of a shock. But it's a I think it's only, Pete, sorry, just to interrupt. Yeah, I think it's only it. a surprise because of our recent... Uh, kind of rivalry with Everton mm -hmm. rather than the ownership. Mm -hmm. The ownership, obviously, there are links with other clubs any, anyway there. So I suppose on that nature, it's not a surprise. But in terms of the fans kind of being on the same side, that's what I mean when I say it's a bit of a yeah, surprise. Yeah. Sorry, Chris, that's crack on. No, no, not at all, Andy. Um, I... Uh... I must admit, like like you all, I was very surprised to see Everton's name on there. I didn't actually think I'd see that. So that, that was news to me, seeing that picture. I didn't have a clue. So I'm going to be winding me Everton mate up as soon as I come off this <laughs> to basically say thank you very much. Um, but yeah, you might, Andy, I think the links with 777, who are potentially yeah. going to buy Everton, obviously that's going to play a major, major part in that. And yeah. that, that will be why they've uh, you know, kind of gone with that deal. I'm sure it's not because they want to give uh, Anthony Gordon a helping hand uh, and, his new, and his new team. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm just intrigued, lads. I'll be honest. I'm just intrigued now as to where this takes us because I, I agree that you know Ruben Neves has kind of been flirting with Newcastle, and we've kind of been you know giving giving him a little bit of a, a pat on the back, so to speak. But I, I just don't know where this is going to take us in terms of who we're going to potentially look at. I mean, Daz, I know you you shared in our private chat before the list or the plethora of players, and I'm sure we're going to get into that. Mm -hmm. Um, but to to respond to uh, your question, Pete, in that you know uh, how how do I take it? I think for me now, already a, a couple of the lads were speculating about how many we're going to sign and how, you know will we utilise this window? And let's not forget this this um, this block that was proposed. It was a temporary block, and I do I do actually expect at the end of the season them to kind of clamp down and really put in at something more permanent. So it's whether or not Newcastle decide to kind of take advantage and, you know, sp splash out and just go, right, let's bring two, three, four players in, or whether they kind of want to, you know, not upset anybody and maybe just take one or something like that. I don't know. But that, that for me, is going to be the interesting thing as to who, who we actually bring in. And as we know with Eddie Howe, the, you know, they do a lot of research when it comes to the players that come in and it's got to be the right player with the right attitude and the right values. And you don't want to just take someone just on the, you know, the fact that we're down on numbers at the moment, it needs yeah. to be the right person. Um, so great, show you know. that. great point, Chris, like, uh, and it's straight away. As soon as anyone starts messing around with transfers and names that get popped into the hat. And I mean, since October, 2021, Every single footballer in the world, I think, at some point has been linked with Newcastle United, given the ownership and given the money that you know we apparently have available to us. But 
it is it comes down to so much more than that we haven't done a city we haven't done a chelsea we've been very very calm very yeah. considered very very precise with the targets and that comes down to the likes of eddie comes down to the likes of dan ashworth who simply will not sign a player because of their reputation they sign a player because of their character they sign a player because of their potential and i think you can see that in anthony gordon you mentioned there chris a bloke i'm sure that you'll know very very well being from merseyside um but and you know carried with him a fair bit of baggage probably coming from everton in the manner that he left yeah. everton what a what a lovely lad what a great lad and i think newcastle fans have you know it was a bit of a marmite signing at the time yeah i think yeah, newcastle yeah. fans have taken anthony to the heart and rightly so because behind the scenes lovely bloke he is the very epitome the very epitome of an eddie house sort of signing young great character Going to get along with his teammates, going to fit into the dressing room perfect with staggering amounts of potential as well. And I just don't, I, I never ever saw as good as a player as he is and as good as a bloke as he is, Ruben Nevers. I've interviewed him a few times. Uh, I just didn't know if he quite fit into the Eddie Howe ethos in the sense of how Newcastle play, but also how would he fit into that dressing room as well. So, yeah, it, it is always down to the character. That is the kind of the last exclamation point on any signing that Newcastle make. And I just think there's other players out there that maybe fit it more perfectly than than the likes of Ruben Neves, as as excellent a player and a bloke as he is. Yeah. That's um, quite perfectly. Just as you were talking about Anthony Gordon, just whip that picture up in your interview. And you and you had one somewhere. Yeah. Just, I was going to say, who's doing the blooming production behind this? Think, They're on this, it. I tell you, Andy, we are a production line. We are absolutely on the ball. And I, I tell you what, we're growing up in the world. It's the first time I've ever heard. In what two and a half, nearly three years of loaded bag and NUFC, the word plethora, plethora of signings. <laughs> You're taking us up in the world. I like it. I've, I've been I've been gone for a little while, Pete. So I thought, you know what? And I'm obviously trying to impress Andy. So I thought, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll expand my no, vocabulary. You know. No need, mate. As soon as I saw the smoke, I was impressed by you. So <laughs> he brings with him his own smoke machine to a podcast. I like that sort of style. So we, we, we aim to please, Andy. We aim to please. Uh, Dad, what I was going to come to you with, and, and to be fair, sure. um, uh, Chris has touched on it as well, with regards to um, the fact that this now opens the door to Saudi. We were told for the last week and a half it was closed. Now, people are kind of joking around with the fact that we might not even go and sign anyone from Saudi. It's just the fact that we're proving that point in that in, in some cases, some people are saying it was anti-competitive in terms of stopping us to be able to sign it. Some people agreed, some people didn't. Now with that window or that door's open, in your opinion, are we going to go and exploit it? Well, I've just read, I was listening at five o'clock um, the Sky um, talking about it, and they have pictures of Ronaldo, Mane, Benzema, <laughs> Riyad Mahrez. Yeah. I know Chris oh. talking about that one, but there. But oh, you know, are, are, are we actually now that window is open? Do you think Newcastle are going to exploit it? Well, first of all, I, I didn't want to believe it for a while, uh, but like leading up to it. So I, I didn't even look at all, who are the players at these four Saudi clubs. So the first thing I did was to have a look at all the players uh, that we could potentially sign. And then I go, oh, my head is fried already. Uh, it's like it's like the takeover all over again. It's like kid in the, kid in the sweet shop here. Uh, one of them, one, two of them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Are we going to exploit it though, Pete? I don't know. Um it has to be on Eddie Howe's terms, though. Really, it's not. Uh, I don't want it to see it like 
pushed upon him. I don't think Anthony has been pushed upon him yet, but I like there will be the temptation, I imagine, from Piff as well to to uh, bring in a marquee name, and and then that might disrupt what we we have the the, the balance we have in the force today. So I want I want it to be measured. Uh, I think if, if, if we can get an, an advantage, uh, why not? Well, I think we should definitely do something about it. Sorry, Andy. Yeah, no, I was going to say, mate, it's a great point to make. Like, there has not been one decision that's gone past Eddie Howe without his say. So, like, the man that you see in interviews who is very, very calm, very, very measured, very, very polite, very, very, you know, on side, there is a ruthless, hard edge to Eddie Howe that, you know, a, a lot of people, I don't think I've, really seen it apart from a couple of flashes maybe the man is not to be messed with at all and i think that if his argument is we we don't want to go out to saudi or anything like that or, or get players from saudi then they ain't going to go out to saudi if he says we want to go to saudi and get a loan signing in from there chances are that newcastle will try it so eddie is is the kind of a man that this revolves all around obviously it's a it's a group effort it's a group you know that make the decision but he pretty much gets the final say on matters. It's the reason that they wanted Gordon, obviously. They chased Gordon for so long. Uh, Bruno as well, Dan Byrne, you know, Kit Trips obviously was the first. These are the types of signings that Eddie wanted and Eddie got. And that's how it goes at the club at the moment. And I, I think that's a tremendous way of running things, to be fair, for the club. Maybe when you are talking to him tomorrow, Andy, because he, he won't answer any of our questions now. Maybe you can deliver one of these, because anytime he hears one of these, he gets he gets, gets annoyed. That's a loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to know it's a loaded question. Well, you can ask him tomorrow. I asked him too many of them. <laughs> who who would he consider bringing in? Uh, he's not going to answer. You know you know Eddie's answers, but uh, he knows. I'll tell you what. I tell you what, does I know for a fact that my assistant producer and producer are going to be staring at me from over the camera and being like, "You are not to ask that question." <laughs> from a Premier League standpoint, so there's no chance I'm good with that. I will leave that to better men than me and better people than me, like Keith and Louise and Luke, etc. On Friday and Razor, they can ask that question, and I'll ask the big questions like, "Have you seen this tattoo from a fan that they've got after the Manchester United?" <laughs> None of this Saudi malarkey, none of these loans are on Don't mention tattoos. Don't mention tattoos. Now he's in the Brazil squad. We haven't forgot. Uh, it's still gonna happen. But I just want to steal the chat for just a second, just because uh, it's been a this this 25 minutes is whiz by. I know we haven't got you for much longer, um, Andy, but um, Donald Franks, who's just subscribed to the channel, thank you uh, for subscribing and welcome to the channel. Just said, um, how have I not seen this before? Really well presented show. Um, we've been here for two and a half years nearly, maybe a little bit more than that, but uh, thank you for subscribing and um, pass it along. Uh, tell a friend, we are growing. We are, we are still new at this. We do it outside of our working uh, life. But we love what we do. And we have fantastic guests like Andy um, and others on uh, to make this shows uh, and these shows even more better and, and well equipped and a great discussion like this is right now about a really important topic. So I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, Donald, uh, thank you. And hopefully we'll see you more in the chat as more shows coming along because it doesn't end here. But um, because we've only got you for sort of like five minutes, Andy, um, yeah. or so, um, I would love to throw some questions at you. And I think Crack on. there has been some questions 
um, starred in the chat. Am, am I right, Daz? I think I think there has been there quite a few actually. There, you speak of the there man who is um, up an Eddie Howe laugh, and you sh he should have been slapping that up straight away, shouldn't he? I thought he was a top class producer and everything. Straight up on the screen, uh, right? I've been promoted, uh, right? Uh, what, 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 I'm going to alter it uh, uh, a bit. So, um, Rich asks, who's been your favourite Newcastle player to interview? But I'm going to change this question. Sorry, Rich. I'm going to say, who's been your favourite uh, Newcastle player to uh, interview? And would you consider uh, running the, the Great North run with them and having a point afterwards? Who, 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 is, who, is, who would you like to run the Great North run with this, and have a point afterwards? Is this like your version of Snog Marry Avoid? Who would you prefer to interview? Who would you prefer to run the Great North run with? And who would you prefer to have a pint with afterwards? Um, That's a better question. We'll go with that. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> one of the best interviews I did at the club, and it's just because one of his answers was genuinely brilliant, was with Fabian Cher. Not because I got lost in his eyes, but because we were talking about being a bargain. And he just turned around and went, oh, three million. It's a fucking bargain, no? Like, and it was genuinely one of the best answers I've heard from a footballer where, you know, you kind of get lost in PR and what they're meant to say. So for Fab to just drop that veil a little bit and just go, yeah, I suppose I am a bit of a bargain. Uh, shout out to Sean Longstaff as well, who uh, went into great detail as to why Sven Botten was a Rolls Royce. And when I asked him what sort of car would he be, he turned around and said, I'd be one of those like clapped out bangers that just goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, which I thought was a bit dumbing him down a little bit. Um, favorite one to interview? Uh, uh, I always love speaking to Bruno. I always love speaking to Bruno, and I wouldn't run the Great North Run with him. Um, Bruno's, uh, we had a good 10 minute chat just before that interview, actually, about his wedding and about Joe Linton being his best man, which was a great, just a normal one to one, person to person, human being to human being conversation about it. And it was great crack. So, Bruno. Probably for the interview, there's a load of them. Who would I run the Great North run with? I wouldn't run it with so I wouldn't run it with Longy because he'd be absolutely yeah. He'd just go and go and go and go, wouldn't he? I wouldn't want someone to embarrass me. Would, <laughs> maybe I'd run it with Fabi Cher because he'd just go down injured every five minutes or like injured. <laughs> um, that's a really good question. Uh, fuck it, Dan Byrne because like it has to be one of the local boys, doesn't it? So yeah, Dan, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do that. <clears throat> And not that he drinks pints, but I'd go for a pint with, with Eddie. I'd go for a drink with Eddie. You know, I'd, I'd love to just sit down and, like, you know, I'd go for a dog walk with him or something like that instead. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll have a sit down with Eddie afterwards, I reckon, after the Great yeah, North Run. Because he'll need to kind of boost my motivation again afterwards too, wouldn't he? And I suppose he'd bring Jason Tyndall. So, two for the price of one. <laughs> you have to. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Never five yards of it, outside of five yards of each other. So, yeah, definitely Eddie and Jace, JT to be afterwards. And then... Uh, yeah, Dan Burnton in the Great North Room. Not at the minute, though, because he's obviously crocked his back. Yeah. So I beat him. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> this one's from Lisa. And a uh, question for Andy. Have you heard any rumours about Man United showing interest in Dan Ashworth? <laughs> Even if they are showing interest, good luck, Manchester United, yeah. is all I'll say. Lord, Dan God. is very happy at St. James's Park at Newcastle. He's got a project, and I tell you what, that man's taking this club place. Yeah, I think that's the, the, the There was a piece out a couple of weeks ago saying that Man United were looking at him as an yes. option. I think they've, I think they've already kind of earmarked somebody now that they want when Jim Racker does come in. But yeah, um, it, it was talked about. But 
as you said. Absolutely. And Lisa, completely right. I saw that rumour. But honest to God, Manchester United might be looking at Dan Ashworth, but I'm looking at a year sabbatical uh, in Morocco. So neither of those things are going to happen. I don't know why I chose Morocco anywhere. Yeah, I, want, I want to go to New Zealand rather than anywhere else. But, you know. I, 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 might, I might have another place for you to go. I might have another place for you to go, Andy. But because uh, comes from Kev, yeah, be Ireland. Yeah, you're working anytime. <laughs> Question for Andy: Do you know a place that is barren, uh, deeply hostile environment, and is barely fit for human habitation? Ant and Deck have fucked up every single road <laughs> out there, haven't they? After what they came up with the other night, and just yeah, because you know what, right? I might follow. The, I might cover Newcastle, but uh, I obviously work for Final Score Five Live, and I cover Sunderland, Borough, all the North East clubs. I'm one of those rare Newcastle fans that actually really bloody like Sunderland as a club. I, I, I've always found them to be absolutely brilliant to deal with. Same with Borough. So, no, nah, you're not getting me on that one, Kev. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, Barron, deeply hostile environment. Yeah, London. There you go. Agree. Agree. I don't, I don't uh, agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, 110% we're uh, <laughs> yeah. great answer. Sorry to London answer. people watching. Um, I, I work there a lot, so yeah, I totally agree with that. It's just not my place. Some people love it. Like My, my partner really likes it, and yeah. I, I totally appreciate that loads of people do, but I'm just not one of those people, really. Prefer up north. Yeah. Maybe one more before Andy has to go. Yeah. One more, great. Let, one more, great. Let's, go, let's go for Tom's question. Tom asked the question: Do you think Newcastle will go big in January with the recent injuries we are having? <sighs> this is going to be such an Eddie Howe answer, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Define big. It depends on. Yeah, I, I think they have to. They have to sign at least two, maybe three. Uh, would be my guess. I think anything less than that, and I wouldn't call it a poor window because I don't think Newcastle have poor transfer windows these days, but they certainly need to bolster. I mean, Christ, take your pick. Uh, everyone's going down at the moment, aren't they? I, the one weird position that they don't need to bolster necessarily, even though Sandro has, has been out, maybe one new signing, obviously, in, in that position to replace Sandro, but they don't need to make the wholesale changes that we probably did to our midfield last season. Uh, there was a huge debate over the midfield needing three new signings. Longy, Joe Willock, Joe Linson, obviously Bruno's in there too. Lewis Miley's been blooded uh, quite easily. Elliot will be back in a month and a half or so. You know, there's quite good options in that midfield. Yes, we need one more. And I think Calvin Phillips is obviously on Newcastle United radar. I think they'll be looking at maybe two more plus Phillips or plus a midfielder. So if that's your definition of big Tom, that wouldn't be a bad January for me. But they, they certainly need to bolster. I mean, everyone knows that, that the injuries that Newcastle has had uh, at Newcastle have had this season and currently. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting window, but I can guarantee that we are, as I know some of our journalists get absolutely panned, shall we say, on YouTube, on Twitter, etc. But the Northeast journalists try our fucking damnedest to get answers out of Eddie Howe. But yeah. the man, I would never want to play poker against him. Uh, <laughs> so if we can get answers out of Eddie, I would be surprised. Andy, just to just to tag one little very quick question yes, on at the end there. Um can you see us signing that third striker that we've spoken about now for the last what 12, 18 months? In January? Mm. No. No. No, I think we need to I think we need to strengthen other places. Um I, I genuinely I'd be surprised if we splashed out on a striker. If it was going to be a striker, I think it would be a versatile option that could play wing or centre. Yeah. Um, and if it was a striker, I think we'd either be looking at a loan or very, very low fee 
for one. Mm. I can't see them going big on a strike. We went big on Alex. Obviously, if once he stays fit, I think Alex would be a tremendous, but he already has been, but it'll be a tremendous yeah. signing for us. Callum, obviously, is showing his worth. Uh, you know, obviously, his hamstrings uh, causing him problems at the minute. But as soon as he gets fit again, and if he can go on a run of goals like he has done since, what was it, April, where he's had like 20 goals in 26, 20, uh, 20, goals in 24 appearances or something he's only behind Erling Haaland I think their options are there and then he's got obviously Anthony who can play up top as well so yes it's not ideal at the minute with the injuries but I genuinely can't see them splashing out big on a striker there's other there's other positions to fill and you can bring me on in February when we splash out 75 million on a striker yeah. I've been wrong a lot of times <laughs> I don't know that bit. Yeah. 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 Honestly, Andy, I wish we had more time with you. Uh, we can yeah. get you back on again uh, at some point down the line. Uh, we'll, we'll be in touch um, because it's been a fantastic chat. I know the people in the chat have loved it. We've loved it. We could probably go on for another half an hour chatting to you about various different things. But absolute pleasure. I know you're really busy, so you've got to go. But absolute pleasure um, to have you on. Um, it, it, where, where, where can people find you? Uh, well, not in the UK, uh, but basically we will put, I mean, Newcastle obviously use our material now, so via the club, so any interviews, etc. I'm pretty sure the interview with Eddie will be going up, uh, that we're sitting down with him at St. James's tomorrow night. I imagine Newcastle might use that, uh, but anywhere around the world on the likes of Fox, Star Sports, Super Sports in South Africa, um, you know, NBC, if you're anywhere in the world watching Premier League productions, then... Uh, the chances are you might be unfortunate enough to see my face. Otherwise, final score every other Saturday, usually at Sunderland, sorry, um, or Five Live as well. But uh, if not, catch me on Twitter. I'm always around on Twitter because I'm a hermit. <laughs> Pleasure, mate. Absolutely. Nice one. Man. Thanks very Thanks much, Randy. Catch Have you soon, right? Have a nice evening. Thank, Thank you. See you, folks. Sorry, man. Great to have Andy on. Uh, really, really good chat. Um, and he's, he's, a, he's a fantastic guest because... Just not one of hers, he just tells it as it is. Um, so yeah, made for a really, really good discussion. Um, but we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We are still here. We're not leaving. And so, uh, I, Chris, you brought a really interesting discussion up because, look, let's be honest, this vote today is massive. Because it opens up so many possibilities. We're coming towards the end of November. We've got just over a month now until the transfer window opens. There is so much to explore. So I think you might have put in the chat, Chris, if I'm right in thinking, um, a, a group of players. Am I, am I right? I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm, absolutely, mate. So I don't want to talk about that just a, uh, just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I nixed this off Daz, so Daz helpfully put this in the group before, and I thought, I, I looked through the brand and I seen there was no pictures, and I thought I didn't know whether there was an image to show it, so I thought, wow, Not enough talking, pictures, not enough space, sorry, Chris. I know, I know, that's it, mate, no, no, Too exactly, I know, I know there's loads of, uh, loads of pictures and stuff in there, so I thought... I'd use that information that you got, Daz, and just thought I'd throw them in the chat. So, obviously, for Al-Hilal, the options could be, and obviously, I've only mentioned the four clubs that are mm. PIF owns. So, for Al-Hilal, as you can see there, we've got Ruben Neves, we've got Merege, we've got Koulibaly, we've got Milinkovic-Savic, we've got Malcolm, Neymar, and Mitrovic. Um, so, they, they are the options for Al-Hilal. Um what is the oh yeah sorry bankstars uh then we've got al al alhi or al al alali alali yeah mm. um then we've so we're there we've got mendy we've got Firmino, we've got mares we've got uh asm whoever that guy is 
Um, <laughs> and then we've got Gabriel Vega and also Frank Kessie. So I know, I know they, they, they've got, got some real. I would yeah. love Frank Kessie at Newcastle. I wanted him when we when the takeover was meant to go through <clears> in 2020 because he was on the verge of, of leaving um, uh, AC Milan. He wanted to go. Um, and obviously Barcelona eventually. Yeah, he went to Barca, didn't he? he, went, he went, I think he went for free. Yeah. yeah, he went for free and then they just yeah. they went through that period where they thought he might have to go on a free from Barca because they couldn't afford him and all the rest of it. And then when they played him, he barely kicked a ball. Anyway, he is quality. But... Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he would be good. Then we've got Al Nasser. Um, so we've got Ronaldo. Uh, who's been constantly linked to Newcastle. I can't see that one happening, but anyway, Cristiano Ronaldo. We've got Taliska, <laughs> we've got Ospina, we've got Brozovic, Tellez, Pete, Seco Fofana. Anyone? <laughs> please, Anyone? please. Um, if yeah. there's ever a chance to get the boy, get it. I, I wish Lee oh. was here now, because Lee would come no, We have to get Lee on if we get him. Yeah, we just have to wax lyrical about this boy. Yeah. Uh, and, oh. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Sadio Mane and Imeric Laporte. So, again, some really good options there for Al Nasser. And I think there's one more club does. Think. There is. Here we go. Um, yeah, Al Itihad. Um, so, there we've got Benzema, we've got Kante, Romarinho, Jota, not Diogo Jota, the other Jota who was at Celtic, and um, Fabinho. So imagine, that. imagine, know, imagine getting put the smoke back be, on. Yeah, the, <laughs> it'd just be they'd just be raging. But you know what? Going through those names, I mean it'd be interesting to hear you lads. Let's say let's say you could only have two. I'd be interested to hear who who, who your two would be, but also as a little added question, uh, out those four, as as an added question, um how do how do you think Newcastle approach this? Because at the end of the day, as I said earlier, this is only a temporary block, which has been not passed. I still believe at the end of the season, the Premier League will look to bring in a rule and go, right, enough's enough now. You know, it's not happening anymore. Um, so how do Newcastle play it? Do we try and, you know, stay good? Stay, uh, you know, stay, you know, either don't utilise the market or maybe just have one or two. Or do we think to ourselves, do you know what, let's take advantage of this. We've got the opportunity to. We've got a few players out there for a the long while. Let's go and get three or four of them and let's really bolster ourselves to try and get that top four. So wh what would you what would you lads do and what do you think will happen? I, I think if we, if we do something, they'll come and screw us uh, when they change the rules. And if we don't do something, they'll come and screw us when they change the rules. Uh, so go for it. I, I I wouldn't go mad though. Uh, and get this 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 is what blew my head uh, earlier today. I started looking at all these names and I go, oh my god, I need to lie down here. It's it's like all oh, it's like a transfer deadline day, but throwing everything at you. And like we might bring in none, none of these guys, but the options and are are are, are endless there. Uh, I know. I still, I still stick with what I what I said before. Uh, I'd like us to bring in a, a right side of central defender, a striker oh. that can that can support uh, Isaac and have Wilson move Wilson to the third. Uh, but that was that was buy, buying outright. Uh, and then I wanted a midfielder on, on loan. But now uh, I don't know because I 
Yeah, and when the other thing is, and we haven't even touched on this yet, is the whole sponsorship thing that, that we're not going. There's not going to be as much scrutiny as the the thought was going to come in that you'd have to have um, three matching values to whatever sponsorship deal you get or whatever like that. So that's out the window as well. So uh, that makes life and a lot easier, which was ridiculous for everybody that that kind of rule. Um, so yeah, and we've got the Adidas money coming in, and uh, as well, are starting to to, to trickle in, or, or it's on the horizon. So we know we know it's 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 going to be there. So yeah, it's 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 a difficult decision. Um, I'd love to be in some of those meetings though, where they're where they're discussing what what they'll oh, do next. It'd be so fun, so fun. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, I was looking then, Daz, when you were saying about the players, and there's actually. Tell me if I'm wrong here, boys. Oh, no, yeah, there is one. I was going to say there isn't a right-sided centre-back, but there is. There's Koulibaly. He's he's the only right-sided centre-back that I can see. Because you've got Laporte, but I think he's left-sided centre-back. Well, Pete, who, 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 would, um, who, would, who would tickle your fancy? Maybe a stupid question. But who, who would be the uh, the two that you would look at or where you think you know we'd best utilise? Well, the, the first thing is, is that, you know, yeah, I think you mentioned um, before Daz answered about yeah, is it a case of we 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 bottle yeah. smart or we we go yeah. crazy? Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't care anymore. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't I don't care about any other team in the Premier League. I don't care about their feelings. I don't care about anything else um, because they don't care about us. They've proven that over the last eighteen months that they don't care. Newcastle United. So why should we care about them? Um, in order to be the best, you have to be ruthless. Um, and the top teams of the last seven, eight years have been Man City and Liverpool. And they've both been ruthless with their managers, with their approach, with their players, with their style of football. And if we want to be at the top, we have to be ruthless. And for me, I think our club has handled this absolutely perfectly. Um, and this now opens up an opportunity, albeit for just this window, as you as you mentioned, Chris. This is not long term. They'll try and put something in legally. I think they might struggle though, something legally um, to stop this long term. But I don't care anymore. I don't care. Go out and buy three, four, uh, not buy three, four, loan three or four. We can. It's been proven. We can do it. We're allowed to. And we're allowed to, out of England, loan as many players as we want to. Let's use this opportunity now. Of course, we need to make sure that Eddie Howe's happy with these players and he wants them in. Um, but for me, um, it's an interesting one because I, I've been thinking about this the last few weeks in terms of players that we sign, regardless of whether it's Saudi or not. And I actually think we need some experience in this team. I think we need some experience. We need some leaders in this team uh, to take us through and nav navigate us through what's going to be a difficult season for us. It's already proven to be. We've handled it well, but I think we need some leaders that can come on the pitch and do, have the quality, but the leadership to get us through. Yeah. And, you know, someone like Seko Fafana for me in midfield, yes, he's not a number six traditionally. He can play there. He can play there, but he, he can also be a number eight. But what he is... At Lons, he was a captain. He was a leader, leader of men. He almost single-handedly dragged them to Champions League football. Uh, he's 28 years old, so he's a little bit older. But you get him on loan for six months, you are getting a player that's ready for Premier League football. And he is a leader. He will drag us through when we need it to get us to where we need to be. He can score goals. He'll run all day for you. He's fantastic in a tackle. 
He has everything. And my face was about Seco for Fana, not without him. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw his list come up, um, um, <clears throat> I, was, I was very excited about that because um, I never thought that could be an option, but it could genuinely be an option. Um, oh. And he hasn't played a lot of football for Alonso, not as much as he wanted to. He had a little bit of an injury, so that he's been rested here and there, so we could be fit and raring to go. Um, I think you might agree with this one, Chris, but if we're going to go anywhere else... <laughs> I know I'm, what you're going to say. I'd be having a conversation with Riyad Mahrez. I'd be having a conversation with Riyad Mahrez and saying, oh. you, fancy, you fancy coming and... and in, in being a legend like Hatton Ben Arthur was at Newcastle, oh. or or or, fa- or a hero, should we say, a fan favourite, um, and, and coming in and taking the mantle um, off off Mickey for a, for a, for six months or so, or certainly taking the pressure off him. Mm. Imagine Mares on the right, Gordon Isaac through the middle, the creativity, the the goals, the. <clears throat> you've got a second performer that can score. You got you're adding unbelievable quality there, but you're adding experience. Riyad Morris has been there, done it, got the t-shirt with Leicester and with Man City. He knows how to navigate himself through a difficult time of the season. You go, you go and get those two players, you're laughing. And I, I've actually, got another no, go on, go for it. Go so, sorry, Pete, just to interrupt. So just uh, uh, another take, and not so much the players we're going to bring in, but the time we bring them in. I, like, there's going to be no negotiating here. We can bring them in on the 1st of January if we wanted to. So yeah. I think, what's the point of waiting until the end of the transfer window to do to yeah, bring in the loan? Get, in. get yeah. us straight away. Uh, <laughs> if you can even, even get them over here before then, if you want if you want it. Um, uh, so I, I think we will know early doors if we're, if we're bringing these some of these players in like i don't see it doesn't make any sense to wait that's what, that's what i'm going to say no i agree it does i agree because because you're right the the negotiating part it should just be a case of you know picking up the phone and going do you fancy coming to newcastle and they say yeah and then you just go right well let's just talk about the percentages of, of the wages that's it there's there's nothing else to discuss so it should be a fairly quick deal and i agree does i think I think if we get two weeks into the transfer window, I'd go as far as to say, I, I, I would then, I would then think that it's less and less likely that we're going to bring in anyone from Saudi. I think if we do, it will be early doors, and it would be like, right, let's get some football into them, let's beef the squad yeah. out, bring them in. What, what I also wanted to ask you boys as well, and this is what I was thinking when I was looking through all the names. Do you think there'll be any pressure whatsoever from the likes of PIF um, to kind of say? Oh, Eddie, I know, you know, Eddie may go, I want him and him. But do you think there will be any pressure at all from PIF to go, yeah, but we want you to have him? Because he, yeah, there's, your, there's your stellar sign and there's your, there's your, there's your player that's going to put Newcastle on the map even more so than what we are at the moment in Saudi. Because if, if these Saudi, if the, you know, one of these well-backed Saudi clubs, you know, if we got like a Neymar or a Ronaldo or, you know, a really big hitter and they came and just did six months at Newcastle, does that then expand the you know the global brand, so to speak? Will it will they say to Eddie Howe, I want you to take him? Do you, do you think that's a possibility? Do you think Eddie Howe would say no to it? This is what I'm talking about. 
the, the balance here is is get, make, make, making sure Eddie Howe is on board w- w- with everything. I, I don't want to become a case that that uh, he's a, a marquee type name is 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 in a way forced upon him. Um, so it, it, that that's my only worry with it. So I think those discussions will, will take place. From they they probably they probably had to, even though they said Dan Asher said that, that they thought this is going to be blocked and they've, they've talked about this already. They they know what they do if they could and i was just tweaking everything else to get that balance on that side but yeah who knows how it's, how it's going to play out do you do you pete sorry for firing all these questions at you pete do you think that eddie howe as a manager forget about the football side for the moment but purely as a manager do you think eddie howe would reject say say if say if pif go to eddie howe and go listen neymar wants to come do you think Eddie Howe, as a as a manager, as a coach, would reject that opportunity, given that it's a loan, and given that it, you know they may say, "Listen, it's not going to be." Oh, yeah, sorry, John Gansey. It's probably a bad example to say Neymar, but you know, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but you know, like a real top name, like a Benzema, for example, yeah. and he and, and well, Eddie Howe gets the chance to work with him for five months, and he just goes, "Listen, it's not a permanent deal, but it will." And it, and it also gives the players the chance to you know regularly train with an elite player. Do you think Eddie Howe rejects that chance? Um, I, I don't think he rejects that chance, no. He'll want to know that that player's got the right attitude to play for Newcastle. He's got to be able to fit into a system. He's got to fit into the way in which Newcastle play. The personality, everything has to fit. Like, coming in and bringing in... Uh, I love the guy, but but bringing in a Cristiano Ronaldo isn't going to help Newcastle United because he's not, the right, he's not, he's not the right fit for us. Um Equally, Asado Mane is not the right fit for his. He hasn't got the right attitude to play in this Newcastle team. Three years ago, maybe not right now. Um, so there's there's a lot there's, there's a lot that Eddie Howe will have to take in. It's not just about the ability of the player. Has he got the right mentality to fit into this group of players and make it work? Um, that's why I think Ruben Neves has been linked so hardly because he is is he, he wants to clearly come back to playing in the Premier League or playing Europe. Um, mm-hmm. I think he would have been interested in coming to Newcastle had the Saudi deal not even ever materialised. I think he was always interested in Newcastle. Little Dan likes to remind me every day that he wasn't interested in Newcastle. He didn't want to come. But the reality is is that it was already said, even last January, that he was interested in coming to Newcastle as an option. Um, So players like that, definitely, I think Seco Fofana would love to come and play in England and prove himself after he kind of didn't make it work as a young lad at Man City. He'd love to come back and prove himself in the Premier League. Um, and, and there's other players. We had Mahrez. He's already said the other week he's still got more to give in the Premier League. He'd love to come back and play. Um, so the, the, there's there's those things there. And I think they're, they're kind of why I've said those sorts of players because they would fit the Newcastle mould in the way in which we play. And I think Eddie Howe would take them. Uh, it, it, to answer your question, I, I actually think... I would be shocked if those conversations haven't have, haven't happened today. Now the ruling's in place. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if if Dan Ashworth's gone on, on the blower to to Eddie Howe and gone right. Okay, it's confirmed. Get get looking, get researching, get thinking about what players that you might want to take. You might only want to take one from there. Well, if you could get one player from the side of league. Because it's like a lot of people on social media have kind of said like, oh, it'd be funny if we didn't even sign anyone. And I kind of said the same, sort of tongue in cheek. But why wouldn't you? 
Why wouldn't why wouldn't you take advantage of something where you could get, in some cases, a world class player or a top elite ready Premier League player to mm. come to your club, albeit for six months? You might have to pay a, a hefty fee <laughs> with regards to covering wages or whatever it might be. But why wouldn't you get that quality of player to come in and, like Daz said, you know, heighten the profile of your club, let the Saudi people that have been following that player and loving that player at that club, yeah. whoever it is, yeah. to go, oh, that player's gone to play for Newcastle. Let's go and watch them every week now. And all of a sudden, you've got thousands of new Newcastle followers. Like, yeah. It's the perfect scenario for the yeah. club if they want to build their fan base far and wide, which is what they ultimately wanted, what, what they wanted to do. Like, it does, it, it makes perfect sense. Now to get two would be even better from one from like one player from one club, one player from another. You're then doubling potentially your amount of fans that are going to then stop turning and watching Newcastle United play. So yeah. it's a perfect scenario, and I just don't I don't see anything other than we getting at least one player from Saudi. Now the opportunity is there, but I do think. We will spend money. I do think a permanent player will come in, but it won't yeah. be from Saudi. I no. think we'll buy from Europe. And I, I, I genuinely think our centre-back will be the player that we sign permanently. Mm. I think it'll be one of our options. Now, who that is, which we'll talk about it as the weeks go on, um, who that could well be. We've talked about options on Thursday last week, Daz, but um, yeah, I, I think if they're going to plough their money anywhere on a permanent signing, it would be for a centre-back. Do you know what just, else just, is interesting? Oh, sorry, Zaz, I was just going to say, do you know what else is interesting about this? The fact that when when we're talking about these players, like you mentioned then, Pete, about have a player having the opportunity to come and play in the Premier League, especially for those players who've not been to the Premier League, so they'd like to give it an opportunity. What we can't forget as well is the fact that there's no financial risk for the player. So if we were signing them permanently and they were on 400 grand a week at Saudi Arabia and we were like, yeah, we'll give you 100 grand a week, you may have a not disinterested player, but a player who's kind of like mm, taking quite a big wage cut to move to Newcastle. Whereas they're still going to get the same salary that they're getting in Saudi Arabia, but we're just paying a portion of that. So if you're saying to a Benzema or you're saying <clears> to a, um, I'm trying to think of some other players like, you know, um, Milinkovic Savic or someone yeah. like that, come and have five, five, six months in the Premier League, give it a, give it a test. It's not going to cost you any money. Because you, you're still going to get paid your salary that you normally get at Saudi Arabia. But you get that opportunity to come and test yourself in the Premier League. And then they may come and then they may, you know, they may hit the ground running, really enjoy it. And then think, actually, I wouldn't mind going there permanently. But then we'd say, well, okay, well, we'd like to sign you permanently. But you're going to have to take a severe wage cut. Um, but when, it, when, when it's on loan, we haven't got that problem. Yeah, I, I'm going to get in here on Tim C's comment in one second. But I just want to say another thing is that, yeah, Chris, you went through the, the four clubs there. But the other thing is, hey, if we didn't like those lists, maybe they want to sign someone else. But instead of going straight to Saudi, they can come to Newcastle for six months first. So, uh, yeah, that's always an option as well. Uh, and a way around... Uh, Financial financial fair play, but uh, Tim uh, he said it twice now, so I want to bring it up. And um, he says you you have to bear in mind the tax implications regarding the players from Saudi clubs. Now I think this, this situation is from what I read on Twitter. This must be true. Is that uh, yeah? So they have to the players have to stay in, in Saudi. Uh, sorry, play in Saudi for two years, and then they they don't pay any tax. But 
if they were going on loan to another club, they're still employed by the same employer. We're just paying a portion of their wages or all their wages, whatever the case may be. Or uh, so then they're they're technically still with that employer. So I don't think they would they would have that tax implica- implication. And I'm sure there's ways around that as well, uh, yeah. if you think about it. Um, but. And not only that, does I'm assuming. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm no, I'm not a tax expert. I did used to work in the tax office, but I'm not a tax expert. But I think as well, if they, if they, so say, say that ruling is in place, and you've got to be, you've got to be in Saudi Arabia for two years. If they're on, say, a four-year contract, and they then spend five months in in England in Newcastle, when they go back, as long as they stay for another what um, nineteen months, then that two-year rule wouldn't apply anyway. Because they they've already done yeah. the two years, so they could get round it anyway. Yeah, uh, it, just just to add, um, some of the players might not be bothered by it. Like they, they might genuinely not care. Like um, who's to say that the club are not look, the, the Saudi club are not looking after them uh, and 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 are covering that potential tax that they might additionally have to play a pay. Who's to say that Newcastle don't cover that? Like. Who's to say that's not an option? Like Jutta, for example, um, from um, Al Etihad, um, he, he's only been there for a, a few months. He already wants to leave, and he, it doesn't seem like he's bothered about the tax. He 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 wants to come back to Europe to play football. So he, whether he comes to us or not, he's likely to move back because he's already talked about as being unhappy. Neves is another one that's talked about wanting to play in Europe, and I know David Ornstein talked about him being happy, blah blah blah, this that, and the other. But you're telling me that today's ruling at the Premier League has not got him turning his head. You're telling me that the fact that he can now potentially come back to England is not turning his head and making him think there's an option to come back here. The lad's 26 years old, like he's not. 32, 33, he's not a Fabinho at the end of his career. No. This guy has got his whole career left of him. You, you've got six, seven years at the top level that Ruben Neves can play football. Like He took the bag, he took he took the big money. And, and look, I don't begrudge him for that. I don't think any of us, if we were in that position, I think we, we would seriously consider taking that sort of money. It's life-changing yeah. for, for, for generations, not just his life, but for his, his family, for his children and his children's children. Like, thinking long term like but he'll still get a big big pay even if he does leave and come on loan for six months and then eventually leave in the summer so there's there's those players that might not necessarily care about that that are willing to make that move and it's something we need to uh, to keep it to keep in mind really because um i've got a feeling that some of these players moved just to get out of the clubs that they were at mm. ruben neves would have found it very difficult to make a move to the Premier League had he stayed at Wolves. They would have made it difficult for him. But the fact that they got big a big fee for him and they got him out of the Premier League <clears throat> made it a win-win for Wolves. So they didn't lose him to a Premier League where the fans got on their back. They moved him to Saudi, where he's out of sight, it's all okay. So if he then comes back to the Premier League, it's not it's not on their hands. And 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 it sounds weird, it sounds crazy, but for me. I, I, I understand that. I get it. I was the same with ASM. I loved the guy. I didn't want him to leave. But now, knowing that he was in Saudi, I don't care. He might go to... Would you take him to, back? He, he, um, I, I wouldn't, no. Um, because I've been massively impressed with Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon's proven what we wanted in a player. Anthony Gordon's what got five, six, seven goal contributions this season. 
already more than ASM. Uh, for me, I've set a target myself for what I think Anthony Gordon's capable of. I think Anthony Gordon could be getting double figures in goals this season. That's my opinion. I think he's capable of getting double figures in goals. Uh, goal contributions, he should be looking at 15 goal contributions at least this season. ASM's never done that. So I wouldn't take him back. But I'm quite happy with him being over the side. If he goes to Syria or back to France or whatever, great. I just didn't want to see him in the Premier League. I'm comfortable with that now. We've moved on. But, um, yeah, I just think that some of them may not necessarily care. I think some of those big boys, the Benzema's uh, and the players like that, that have got big, big money, big money, talking two, three hundred million pound of their, like a year or whatever it is on their contract. They're the ones that are probably going to be massively hit. So they're probably going to stay. But some of the others may not. And they're the ones that Newcastle could potentially sweep up. But it's going to be fun, boys. Uh, it's going to be fun. It is going to, it could be fun. Now, we, we've, we've gone at it from one angle, but then the other angle, David Cook says, we were interested in Vega, uh, but the fact that he went to Saudi, is he the right character? And that's uh, uh, saying money-driven. So that's going to be another factor as well. And I know someone had, had a comment earlier about uh, an old dickhead policy that that, um, that Newcastle run with as well. But um, I'm sure they'll, they'll, back, they'll, they'll have... The information readily available to them on their the, those guys' characters as well. So it's it's um, nothing will be hidden. Uh, let's say if we were to do, and, and again, it, it is only on loan. Uh, if you know, so it's only for but, a short period of time. But you're right, Dad. Um, like, and 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 I get that 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 no dickhead policy and question them for going for money, this that and the other. Like, I'm not questioning these players on going for money, like because it's life changing money. Like, I'm not. Even at 20 years old, um, Vega going and playing in Saudi, I'm not. But for the point that I've just made, I can also see another angle to it. And I've just said, Vega's another one. He would have not been let go lightly to a European team. He wouldn't have been. Now, Vigo got a massive fee for him, a big fee, probably bigger than they would have uh, got elsewhere. And for the age that he's that he's got, and the fact that he's out of sight, out of mind, is perfect for for for, for Vigo. But I think he would have wanted that move to get himself a year or so in Saudi, so he can move back to Europe to a club that he wants to go to, so that it could work both ways. So don't always see it as a negative. These players going to Saudi and earning this big money. They might have needed to do it in order to get out of the club that they're at because you know what it's like. Clubs make it difficult for players to move sometimes. How, how difficult has it been? Like Mohamed Salah would have been in Saudi right now if it wasn't for Liverpool, kind of twisting, like turning the screw and making him stay. Like He's happy to stay. He loves Liverpool to a point, but he wanted to be a god. He's going to be a god when he moves to Saudi. He's going to be an absolute god over there. Like So we, we can't forget that. So teams do make it difficult sometimes. And who's to say that Vigo didn't make it difficult for Vega? Who's to say that Neves wasn't made to made to or or had a difficult moment in order to be able to leave Wolves? So we went to Saudi. And who's to say that these guys are not really keen in coming back? Frank Kessie's another one. The only way to get out of Barcelona, move to Saudi. 
get a move to Saudi, yeah. may want to come back to now to Europe to a team that he wants to play with. Otherwise, Barcelona would have charged crazy fees for him, and they other teams might have gone, yeah, not for me, too expensive. Now mm-hmm. he might be, he might be a viable option. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting. Not just for Newcastle, because Saudi have already said, and this is something we need to remember. <clears throat> Saudi have already said they're going to go again in January. They're planning on buying. They're planning on making these signings and making more signings from Europe in January. So who's to say that they don't go and sign somebody? Like, for example, Casemiro has been linked. Bruno Fernandes has been linked. I'm not saying these players are going to go, but they're just two examples. Who's to say that they don't go to a team and that releases a player like a Vega or a Kes Frank Kessie or a Ruben Neves to say, OK, we're going to get this player in. You can now move. You can go elsewhere. Who's to say that's not that's not the case? It could potentially happen. Uh, another point from uh, Andy. Andy Ford says, "I think we 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 all need to take a chill pill. Apart from Nevers, there's there's none of the Saudi players that would improve our squad. I'm not sure about that. Uh, even Nevers is debatable. He's not Eddie how an Eddie how fit and would take time. Yeah, um, I'm sure that there, there are players there that would would, would improve our squad. Uh, if we look at that list again." Uh, if, if we were to pick one from each or each club that would improve our squad, yeah, uh, I think that's still a disservice to Ruben Neves. Ruben Neves is a supremely talented midfielder. To say that he wouldn't improve our squad is, is uh, for me, I, I don't agree with that. Ruben Neves is a supremely talented footballer, Portuguese international, can play number six and play it very well, a position that we wanted to be filled, um, that, that would improve and enhance our team. Because um, we only really have Bruno that plays there. Tenali's out until obviously August. He he's a quality player. There's no doubt about it. Ruben Neves changes our midfield, um, but so does Seco Fofana. And it's easy to say because if you've not watched Seco Fofana, you won't understand what he gives. You put Seco Fofana in a black and white shirt. Newcastle fans love him. Newcastle fans love him, guaranteed. Because what he brings to the, what he brings to every team that he plays for, um, under the lights at St James's Park, you look at what we put together against PSG. He would be at the forefront of that. He would command that every single game because that's what a player like Seca Fofana is about. Ruben Neves has got the elegance. He's an elegant footballer. He's different. Whereas Seco Fofana is a good footballer, but he's a leader. He's a he's a leader among men. He's a battering ram. Frank Kessie is an absolute bull. He's like a Teote, but with footballing ability. Like you're looking at these players make Newcastle a million times better because they offer quality in opportunity to change the team around a hundred percent. Just a reminder to people as well to smash that that like button. And if you're listening along and you haven't got yourself into the chat yet, uh, to activate the chat, you hit the subscribe button and you'll be able to chat away with your fellow chatters. Um, lads, I've got a question for you, and I because I, I haven't read anything about this, but there's a lot of talk here about Spurs. And Tim asked me thoughts on the default. Um, illegal agent case from 15 years ago, which oh. uh, could put Spurs in deep water and a points deduction. And oh, there's a few more. In either, right? It was today. It was today. So 
don't know if you mind me just kind of just oh go for it mate go for it just just briefly I, I don't know all the intricate details but basically what it was when Defoe moved back from Portsmouth to, to Spurs mm. um see we're going back yeah. years now we're going back a long time but it, it's been Harry Redknapp hanging out the car window yeah yeah there you that go. time back in the Harry Harry Redknapp days apparently Tottenham Harry Redknapp and more importantly Jermaine Defoe they used um, an illegal agent to make the deal happen, which under the rules, and I could be wrong on here in terms of the finer details, so someone in the chat, please correct me, under the rules, um, that is a serious offence and it could cause uh, points deduction um, in an extreme relegation from the league um, and uh, and a huge fine as well. Um, so the, wow. so it, it, it's come out, and 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 this is why a lot of the teams are panicking now because a lot of teams are looking back at their history and going, uh, <laughs> "Were we were we on point with everything that we've done before?" Because it looks like now the Premier League have got a have got a kind of a feeling for it. The Premier League are, <laughs> and this is a really interesting point, and this is why. This is why I think what I think is that um, it was announced recently um, that there was plans afoot for an independent regulator, yeah. which yeah. Gary Neville has been calling and calling for for a yeah. long time. And I think it was Prince Charles, or oh, sorry, not Prince Charles, King Charles, I should say, um, uh, announced that he, um, something to do with uh, uh, an independent regulator was going to be being brought in at some point and there was confirmation of that um now that changes the premier league and the premier league then have a lot of power taken away from them when there's an independent regulator so in response to that it looks like to me and to a lot of other people that the premier league are now trying to put their ducks in a row and show they can handle things themselves and they can put things in place. And whereas they've been really lax with teams in the past, Everton, case in point, get them three years without punishment, without points deduction, that have been in the championship right now, had that been efficient and done properly as the Premier League should have, all of these things and other things, you go back with Tottenham, you go back with Liverpool, you go back with Man United, all the other things before, now they're all, all of a sudden prim and proper. And they're now looking like they're doing things properly. So this is why the Everton points deduction came in. This is why all of a sudden we're hearing of the Tottenham situation with Defoe going back 10, 12 years, 15 years maybe. I can't remember how many years ago. It's a long time ago. And it can still be action now, even from that length of time ago. Wow. And it seems like this is a reaction to the independent regulator being announced that it could well be put in place and it's something they're seriously considering. And so where it looked like maybe it might just be a story and it might disappear, it genuinely looks like something that the Premier League may well action. We don't know what the punishment is going to be right now, but hey, it's a lot of teams now. A lot of teams are going back through their finances through finer detail. They're going back through it, and there's a lot of Tottenham fans that are in the open saying, ah, it's nothing, it'll be fine. But in secret, they are shaking, they are worried because things could be afoot big yeah. time. I'm not saying that'll be announced in the next two, three months. It might not be even announced by the end of this season, but who's to say that it's not implemented by next season, just like the Everton was? 
He didn't use that agent when he was uh, Sunderland movies as well, did he? By any chance? Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, well, let's see. Um, <laughs> uh, I think we'll, we'll maybe we should revert back to the. Sorry, we'll, let's go on to other Newcastle topics, Peter, because I know you have a few to- other topics there, and maybe we can revert. We can close out with more discussion around. Uh, the, the the voting today, but I think yeah, maybe we cover some more other topics that you had. Yeah, uh, I mean, first and foremost, um, we knew this anyway, and I was going to bring this up with Andy, but we obviously we we had a really good discussion and it ran over, but um, it was confirmed. This was on the sixteenth of November. This was the current uh, at that time injury list, and we know it went up to fourteen with Newcastle. So, for any any club or any um, opposition fans club kind of not showing sympathy or or saying that um, their club is just as bad as uh, ours in terms of injuries. You've only really got the likes of Arsenal that could probably argue that. Um, that tells its own story. And you look at some of the other teams that uh, may be fighting with us in positions that have not had the same type of of injuries. You look at the likes of Aston Villa, for one. You look at the likes of West Ham that are in and around us on zero. You know, Chelsea, for example. Chelsea have apparently had loads and loads of injuries, but nowhere near what we've been suffering with. We're still ahead of them in the Premier League. Um, And so, you know, this was a really, that was a really interesting one. But I I wanted to get your opinions on this. And uh, I'm just going to put it up on the screen because it's... um, it's basically the form of us home and away this season. And it's for all the Premier League teams. So it gives you an idea of where we're at. Now, what do you make of Newcastle's home and away performance this season? And and, and the question that I want to ask both of you is, is this a concern for you going into the rest of this season? Now, I saw... Yeah, I, I saw this piece and um, there was about a couple of days ago or so, and yeah, um, our away form is is pretty poor. Um, it just shows you how 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 our home advantage um, uh, is is benefiting us, and and that the 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 twelfth man, I guess, uh, for games at St James's Park. But um, is it a worry? No. Uh, we, you know, we had a difficult start to the season, and we've had all these injuries as well, and the the, the volume of games we've had, uh, and even even if you look, what is a worry is is the 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 next month, uh, like the next we've is it ten games or something like that in, in, the, in between the, until the transfer window opens. So it's a lot of games there to play. Um, so that that that's my 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 worry is 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 the the next ten games, and, and then it's it's. And, and knowing that we've only got one or two or three maybe back uh injured players back in, in that time um so but no i think we can we can we can turn it around uh, our away form but um it, it doesn't make pretty re- reading eyes chris what are your thoughts in that um obviously sitting in fifth place from my home form well mm. 15th away form um you know, what, what what I'll ask you so I want your your opinion on on you know how you think it will fare later on in the season but but is there anything that you can pinpoint as to why maybe it looks the way it does in terms of the table I think I mean looking at the looking at the home form 
I think that doesn't really surprise me. I would expect us to be in the top six in terms of home form because we've we've seen how we've built uh, St James's Park into a bit of a fortress uh, in the last what 18, 24 months. So that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. In terms of the away form, there's two things for me which I which I looked at straight away. So uh, it's actually quite staggering, isn't it, that we've gained an extra point in you know our away games than Luton, which is like unbelievable. Um, I know I think Luton got a win at Goodison Park, didn't they? So that put them on three points straight away. Um, but it's quite scary to see that we're only a point ahead of Luton. But then on the other hand, and I think someone's just put that in the chat as well, if we, <clears throat> if you add an extra three points to that, we're ninth in the table. So it's it's not as damning as maybe what it looks. And, I, I, you know, let's not forget, lads, we had a difficult start to the season. There's no doubt about that. We had, we had a tough start. And factoring in these injuries, as Daz has just said, you know, if you look at the other table, which shows that we've got the most injuries in the league, that really shouldn't come as such a shock. For me, the most worrying thing or the thing that makes me a bit nervous, shall I say, about the um, the games leading up to New Year is what players are going to be available. Now, Eddie Howe's already alluded to the fact that, yes, things will be slightly improved after the international break and hopefully there'll be a couple of players ready for the weekends. But... A few, quite a few of our injuries aren't going to, you know, materialise or improve until at least the new year, and that's the worrying thing for me. You know, we've got a few long-term absences. In terms of, you know, am I worried about the away form? Not really. If it, if we're still there in come January, yeah, I'll be worried. But as I say, I do think we've had some really tough games away from home, and you've got to factor in those injuries. So for me, I'm not too concerned. And like I say, we're what, you know, we're, we're on five points and some, some, you know, you only need to be on 10 points to be in the, the top three. So, I mean, I mean, bloody Chelsea are third in that table. How, how's that happened? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 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 it is a point, Daz, that you, you look at who you've played this season. We've, we've, we've played yeah. some tough fixtures. We yeah, played we some touch pitches. You, know, you look at the. I'll take this off for a second. I'll just put it. I put something else on the screen. Tangy so. has it here as well in the comment. Oh. One second. Oh, I'll, I'll, let me take this off. Oh, you're getting that. I read this comment up from Tangy. Uh, we played yeah. some tough away games uh, through Brighton, Man City, Wolves, West Ham. We just had a, a tough start to the season, and and to that, the injuries. We will turn it around, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, no. It, um, is that exactly right? And I was just going to bring this up because these are the fixtures that we've got. Um, so th th this is from Saturday onwards. So Chelsea, Man United, Everton away won't, won't be as easy as what we would like it to be. Um, Spurs away. Fulham, Luton, Forest. So you, you've got three fixtures there where you, you'd really want us to start picking up some points. Uh, certainly in those three. Um, and, then, and then you get into a, Chris is on mute. Oh, sorry. I was going to say you'd have to say seven points from them three games. You'd have to. You, you need me, at least me, seven Chris, points. For me, Chris, I want nine. Oh, we need what? nine. Yeah, million percent. I, I, I want nine from them. I, I genuinely. Um, Just to um, add in as well, Pete. You know, on those away games that we brought up, that was really helpful. That message there from Tangy. Um, you know, Man City. I think anyone can lose to Man City. The Brighton game was, I think we got battered 3-0 in that Brighton game, didn't we? And we fully, oh no, 3-1 it was, and we fully deserved to lose that. Wolves, we we lost it near the end. West Ham, 
we lost. Uh, we 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 um, I say <coughs> lost it near the end. Drew. Wolves. Yeah. They, they, we got a, an equal, a late equaliser. West Ham late equaliser. Um, so there, there's four points straight away that we dropped just off those two games, and that was conceding two very late goals. So we'd be on nine points, which would effectively put us in the what, top six again. Yeah, you you look at the fixtures, and I've I've just put January's up for a reason because that you made a good point earlier about you know if we're going to make those signings and they are from Saudi, we need to get them in quickly because you look at those three fixtures in January, they're monsters. Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> away New Year's Day. That's a then horrible we, month. Have, after the FA Cup, we go well, we have yeah. Man City at home, and then we go to Villa away. They're monster fixtures, but mm. at the end by the end of January. We we would have played Villa twice, Man City twice, Liverpool twice. Liverpool twice. We would have gone away to Brighton. We would have gone away to um, to uh, Tottenham. So we've 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 played a huge chunk of the top teams <clears throat> in the top half of the table, not just away from home, but you could argue. The top five potentially, top five, top six teams, we'd have played Man City, Villa, who you could put in the top six potentially, and Liverpool. Before we'd have played them all by January. Mm. They're out the mm. way. The other teams have then got to go and play against later on in the season. This is why on the on the on the on the twelfth man, I mentioned it time and time again. I said if we can navigate ourselves to Christmas. And get past that point and still be in the top eight. I genuinely think that when we've got those teams out of the way, that all the other teams have then got to go and play those boys, we could genuinely move up the league because we've got fixtures like beginning of February. What's our next game? Luton at home. There you go. And that's when you kick on. And actually, if you look through the season after that, towards the end, we've got a run of fixtures where you would think at home and even away, that we would pick up points. Why? It's because we'd have made signings. We've got players back fit. We'd have a squad exactly. where we don't know. We don't, we've got players that probably would have been starting that are now going to be left out of the squad. Your Richie's, your Dummets, probably not going to find themselves in the squad anymore. And then you've got a plethora of options. There you go. <laughs> That's the key word of the night. There you yeah. go. We, I think we need to start doing that. There are options available where you can bring five players off the bench and they're of absolute quality and we're going, these guys are game changers. And going into the back end of the season, whether, whether we're in the Champions League, in Europa League, or nothing at all, we can properly attack the season. I wonder could we get uh, Benzema in training with his son in December, so then he can on on uh, New Year's Day that he can just roll up at Anfield and score a hat trick. Oh, Anthony's possible imagine now, getting Benzema. Oh my god! <laughs> imagine that. Eh? Imagine Klopp's face. Oh, <laughs> it'd just be it'd just be real fume. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't even get that. You get you get it's a disgrace. Yeah, disgrace. <laughs> It's a disgrace. I thought you'd get. Okay. And, and, uh, and we can't compete. Yeah. Yeah. That probably first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fun times. Fun times. Yeah. I tell you what, we have some fun.
that's all, that's all I'm going to say. Sure. That January window is going to be mad, isn't it? It's going to be mad because we're all going to be on New Year's Day. You know, we uh, did you say we're playing Liverpool New Year's Day? We are, aren't we? It's just yeah. going to be like, who are we going to sign? Who are we going to sign? Um, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be very, very exciting. What are your opinions, boys? Uh, Craig Hope the other day put some positive news out. Some people were coming back to me saying, Craig Hope and positive news, it doesn't really happen. He has. He's put out some positive news um, the other day. Um, Sven Botman progressed in training well this week. We were told he wouldn't be back till February. He's been training um, on his own, albeit, but uh, if his knee doesn't swell, he could well be back in contention. Sean Longstaff, in improvement, um, wasn't as bad as what they maybe feared it was, and lig ligament damage or the rest of it could be a possibility for Chelsea. Miggy, fit and ready for Chelsea. Isaac, fit and ready for Chelsea. Um, since then, obviously, we've got Bruno back from suspension. Um, I think there might be one other that I'm forgetting. Harvey Barnes has been back in training. I don't know if you know the if you've seen the Instagram of Jacob Murphy, he's already back training his shoulder um, in the gym um, uh, with the weights. And in the background, you could see Harvey Barnes doing some work as well. Um, uh, in the gym too. Harvey Barnes could well be available Chelsea if not Man United. What do you make of the situation uh, and the potential of these boys? Certainly Miggy, Isaac, Bruno and Longstaff being back for Chelsea. Is that um, is that what you want or would you want it more by then? <laughs> of course we would have wanted more, but uh, we, we, have to, we have to take what we got. Um, I think, Pete. Um, yeah, look, it, it's positive in, in that sense. And the other to factor, yeah, you have the, you have these, these players going back, but you also have the players that we had playing for those round of matches before the international break. They've all got a chance to recharge a bit. Um, even even Trippier as well. I, I I don't believe whatever that story the, oh, it was it was a personal matter was it or something like that. I don't know what what, what it was, but I think it's just to give them a bit of a break as well. Um, but he withdrew from the England uh, uh, squad. Um, but yeah, no, recharged and ready to go, get through these 10 matches, and then we can add a few more bodies to it as well, whether it means bringing them in, some players in from Saudi, buying them, loaning them from somewhere else, whatever the case may be, uh, to to build on what we have and go for it then in the final. It's Pete smiling because because it's if we can get, I agree with what you're saying, you've said it for a while now, if we can get to, to Christmas in a decent enough position, then uh, it's it's uh, fun times ahead. I do. I, I was laughing at the mighty win. Uh, <laughs> put, unless Pete says, I genuinely believe, or I'm not going to lie to you, don't assume that he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> I love, well picked I love, up on there, mighty win. Yeah, I never picked up on it, but yeah, brilliant stuff. Um, but no, uh, I think uh, it's a great point, Chris. What are your thoughts? Injuries? Uh, are we easing things now with these players being talked about potentially? If we don't actually know for sure though uh, what the situation is, but we're just hearing from obviously journalists. Some people say Craig Hope is is not one to kind of trust. 
misinformation is what's been said in the chat. What do you think? Do you think we're going to get those players back fit or we're going to hear some uh, some alternative news? I I think the the breaking news could possibly be on Harvey Barnes. Um, I hope Harvey Barnes is back for Chelsea, but if not, obviously we'll take him back for the next game. I think having um, Sven Botman, I, not Sven Botman, sorry, I, I would love him back straight away, but I, I think he's probably a way off. I think the news that Miggy and Isaac appear to be fit is just huge. Bringing back into your side Bruno, Miggy and Isaac, it makes a world of difference. Um, I, 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 th- I think that changes the dynamic of the team. Uh, I think we go into Chelsea confident. It's just typical, isn't it? I was just looking at the fixtures that you put up before, Pete, and I'm thinking, oh, God, we're playing Chelsea, who now seem to have all of a sudden clicked. And we all said they were going to click. And against Man City, they certainly looked like they clicked. We're coming up against an Everton side who seem quite buoyant. It'll be interesting to see how they react to this 10-point deduction. Um, but albeit they've been playing quite well. And, you know, they, they picked up uh, fantastic three points against Palace, didn't they? Which I don't think anyone was expecting. Um, so probably not a great time to play them. Um, but yeah, and going into the shell, sorry, and United before that at St. James's, yeah, yeah. Um, it's you confident. Um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I think, I think when we see the lineup, I mean, I'm always super confident before the game anyway, even if we we're playing Real Madrid, I'd probably be confident. <laughs> uh, I always, I always just you know try and see the positive. Um, but I, I. Uh, I just, I just wish that, like Daz said, I just wish there was four or five back. I know it's wishful thinking, um, and you know, so some people will say that you know, uh, you know, we we do have a lot of injuries, and there's no doubt in that. But there is a few of those players who aren't necessarily, aren't necessarily in and around the squad that much. Um, but there's some key players out. There's some real key players out, like your Botmans, like your Wilsons. Missing them for a period of time is it's going to hurt anyone. Uh, it would hurt anyone. I just, I just, I just can't wait to get to January. And as you say, hopefully we can kind of, you know, find our way, pick up as many points as we can, and then we'll have something to look forward to because hopefully we'll be bringing in some new faces, and then we'll be getting some really big players back. I think, I think Botman will be back before January. Um, the signs look good, uh, but you know, the sooner, sooner the better for me because I think having someone like him in the team, it, we just look so much more solid with him in the back line. Super chat. <laughs> Zero dollar. <laughs> and we have a super chat. And it's a question. No, it's not. It's from Colin. Oh, it's Thank Colin. Cheers, Colin. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Ne- never disappoints. Ne- never comes to the question. Uh, if Colin ever comes to the question, has to go top of the queue. We stop whatever we're wow. doing, even if we're announcing a signing, and we go top of the queue. But thanks, Colin. Oh, and there's been a slight update um, from Craig Hope one minute ago. Um, the vote, the vote for the um, ban on loans for affiliated clubs wasn't quite thirteen seven. It was actually twelve eight. Oh, who was the eighth club? Who is the eighth we don't club? know who it is. We don't Get know who it is. Get in. Craig, who is the eighth club? God damn you! Who is the eighth club? <laughs> Well, I wonder if, like Andy said before, I wonder if it was Palace. Because Palace were the team that we're missing. Yeah, the team that we're surprised by. Yeah. I still can't believe that vote passed. I know, we know who it is. 
Burnley. Burnley? Burnley. Burnley. So the clubs that I read out the tweet said, update, vote on loans was 12-8 in favour, vote on commercials was 13-7. So the vote on commercials okay. was closer. Um, clubs who voted against bans on loans, um, Newcastle, Man City, Chelsea, Forest, Sheffield United, Wolves, Everton and Burnley. Burnley. Yeah. Interesting. Nice one. No palace in there. But I think we put it in the chat before, but like this is days ago. There were 11 clubs that are kind of got affiliated clubs that they're linked to. So it was never going to be straightforward. It was never going to be straightforward because uh, these teams, if they were to vote, if they were to vote for the ban. Once the legality is, because this was only a temporary um, abandoned system in which they were going to then put something more legal together. So long term, this could have massively affected so many clubs. Now, some of these clubs need these players to come through in order to bring them into their first team, to raise money on their performances and be able to make money by selling them on or by buying them cheap and then selling them on to bigger clubs for bigger fees. Like Chelsea especially. That's what they've lived off. That's what they've done. And, and this is the thing, because I'm looking at it. See, Brighton weren't in there. And Brighton have done the same. Mm. So like, <laughs> that's, what, that's what really surprised me. But whether they got sucked into the... The, the the kind of the big big club sort of like mentality and they got kind of um ring fenced by one or two of the big clubs to to keep them in with them i don't know but and man united yeah. weren't on that list were they i know oh were they on the original list yeah yeah uh, no 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 they weren't you know i, I just expected no. man united to be on that list because yeah. man united i think man united are the team who've got the belgian links and chelsea have got the chelsea have got the dutch links and yeah. man united have got the belgian link i think that is man united i'm trying to think what the team is in belgium it's not standardly age it's a team in belgium That's that man chelsea. united link. yeah i think chelsea i think chelsea's vitesse arnhem in or is vitesse um, is no, no, Chelsea's Vitesse Arnhem. I think Man United standardly age. Oh, is it standardly age? Yeah, I think I think, I think Man United, or if it's not now, it used to be. It used because to they be. used to loan yeah. players standardly age with Chelsea of Vitesse Arnhem. Yeah, Arnhem. yeah. Um, but really interesting. A lot of people have mentioned this point: <laughs> is that people are surprised that Man United are not on that list because Jim Ratcliffe is part owner of Nice. Nice, mm. and yeah. on top of that. They are adamant that they want to. I think Yano should put in the chat. Neurona has links with Nice. And on top of that, they are desperate to sign on Claire Tadiba in January. So why would you not vote against any type of ruling like that? Because if they voted in favour of that ruling and it got put in place, surely they wouldn't be, then be able to sign on Claire Tadiba. Or they'd have to wait until after January to get. Jim Ratcliffe into the club and they want him into the club to get their system in place and to get everything sorted to be able to buy players. It just doesn't again, Man United operating on absolute clown levels um, by not voting. 
Um, and they've been lucky that there's, there's seven other teams that have done their job for them, really. Um, and going back to my point, I would love nothing more than to snap John Claire Tidibo from under the noses of Nice. Not only because he's a quality centre back, <clears throat> it's off Man United a little bit more. <laughs> uh, right, let's let's switch topic again. Um, and Pete, I'm going to go to the other topic that you have here as well, the pictures, because I think it's a good good one to to, to touch on before we start to close up for the night. But uh, um. What way were you planning on introducing this one? I know there was a good article in, in the Chronicle that, that I read. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll summarise. My version of it was was um, that this guy who designs kits, uh, he's worked with Nike and Puma in the past, but he was talking to the people at Adidas and he's saying there's, he's got a, a, an inside uh, view of what's what's to come and it's, it's going to be massive. Uh, but he, he obviously... Uh, he, he can't say anything more about it, but uh, I think these these are the uh, kits that he produced him, uh, himself that he'd like to see himself. Not what's coming. No one knows what's coming. But uh, and Chris, you you fell in love with these as well. Well, to, to be fair, the, the kits. I think Chris, you you might have dropped those kits earlier. Uh, to me, you might have put them in there, which is why I, I grabbed them because I I'd, I'd actually not seen those kits. Um, but I tell you what, I love them. I oh, absolutely love them. Um, boys, talk to me. Talk to me. Which one's your favourite? And is there anything you would change on any of those kits? Any colours, codes, any whatever? But I tell you what, Chris, when when you drop them, when you drop them to me, uh, you drop them to to to, to Daz as well. Um, wow, unreal. Yeah. Chris, I'm going to let you talk about them, but I just bring your attention. This and, and each of the kits, there's uh, a different crest. Yes. So that, that's that's what he did as part of his kind of concept uh, of Adidas kits. But talk us through it, Chris. Yeah, but they, they were talking, weren't they, about using different club crests? And the reason behind that is obviously for for branding. Like they were speaking ages ago about the fact that clubs now are tending to go for a more simpler badge, and there is rumor that we are going to have a new badge for next season. Uh, and the reason being is because obviously it's easier to mass produce because our badge is quite intricate, isn't it? It's very detailed. And, you know, if you look at, for example, the middle kit, which is based on the 95, 96 season, I yeah. believe, the Ginola kit, as we all know it as, um, that has got the Nusk. Um, is it Nusk or Nuff? People people pronounce it differently. But, yeah, it's the NUFC um, in like a circle. I mean, you probably can't see that very well. But that obviously is the old style badge. The badge to the right, which is on the uh, the Norwich looking kit, um, that is really a blast from the past. That one, that that was a, a kit that we had years and years ago, um, which everyone everyone loved. And that is the badge, uh, the circle badge with the magpie in the middle, um, with just Newcastle United written um, in, in within the circle. And then obviously on the home kit, you've got the traditional. Um, Newcastle United badge. I quite like the um, the Adidas sign just below the badge, uh, but above the, the you know the seller uh, sponsor. But that kit to me that reminds me. Don't I don't know about you boys, but the one player I think of when I see that kit is Obafemi Martins. When when we had the yes the, the blue trim. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I can't think. It was that oh six oh seven maybe. 
Um, yeah. My memory is not the best. Um, but yeah, that, that that home kit particularly, I really, really like. And I like the, the you know, the gold and the, the black and white. I think that just goes really well. Obviously, I'd, to be honest, boys, I'd probably get all three. I love all three. I think all three are brilliant. I really, really, really like them. I mean, if you if you push me to pick a favourite one, I, it's it's hard to it's hard to go away from the middle one. Really, like the middle one is just a classic. It. It's just I just it. the the middle one's brilliant. But I do really like the home one. I know a few people say they don't like the home one, but I I really like the home one and I like the the sky blue trim. I do like that. But then equally, you know, for for our for our older generation fans. The uh, the green and yellow one really brings back the you know the, the memories of the good times and it's it's just something different, isn't it? It's it's something different and it's bringing bringing back a blast from the past. But even even the uh, the Adidas sign, it's a traditional Adidas yeah. sign, you know, like the old logo. So it's just it, it, those three would be fantastic. And correct me if I'm wrong, boys. Don't know if you've seen this, but apparently the third one is pretty nailed on. Like the, the the it's been it's been rumored that the third one, so the yellow and green one, is definitely going to be happening in some capacity. It may not look like that, but they reckon that is the, the what they're going to go for. Obviously, the green linking in with Saudi as well, um. So it kind of goes yeah. hands in hands. You you have to. I, I was going to say you have to keep that. For me, like I love the middle kit because it just reminds me of Les Ferdinand, David Ginola. Like we brought it back a few years ago, and I'm yeah. still going upstairs. That like, was really that's a really nice kit. That yeah. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favourites. But I never got a chance to see Newcastle play in that third kit because I wasn't. I, I was. I was a kid. That was a yeah. baby when they when they were wearing that kit. And I would love Newcastle to have a third kit like that. We had a yellow kit when we were in the championship, which was an absolute <laughs> disgrace. It did, it did grow on you, that one, though. I don't know about you, but it did grow on me a little it bit. It did it with me, mate. I'm at, sorry. At the, Andy Carroll. The, the, the only thing that I loved about it is the fact that Andy Carroll just scored goals in it. Yeah, <laughs> During yeah. that season, yeah. he just he just smashed it. I'm sure you loved it more than me, Chris. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> we had a lot of this going it. on as well. There's a lot of this yeah, going yeah, on. Yes, 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 Kevin Nolan. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, um, for, but that kit is beautiful. It's such an amazing kit, and uh, like the the Adidas that we see on the Newcastle, the the Newcastle home kit is gonna it, it is going to be the badge. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna do the old school badges um, that, that have been mocked up there. But it's going to be the badge that's on the home kit. It, it, it will be for Adidas because that's the new logo. Um, so I think you know. Maybe on retro kits, they might go for the old Adidas, but certainly not on anything, on anything new. And I think it's something we, that we have to remember on that. But any kit like that, like you, you're getting my money. You get it. You're getting it. You're like if, even if it's tight, even if it's a difficult month. Sorry to the wife; she's probably upstairs. Like thankfully for me, but you're gonna Gotta get, get my it. money. Gotta get so it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, I, I think definitely the the uh, kind of, you want to call it pink and purple, kind of kit, the one in the middle there. I think they're going to bring a version back of some description. It's a no-brainer. They're, they're, yeah, they're, 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 it's anyone with, with half a brain would will, will do something similar to that. So that's that's going to happen. And I look forward to what they, they do bring bring back there. And I, as, you, like, as you, Chris, I like the, the little blue, 
part of the the home kit but i'm not a fan of the badge in the middle i don't like the the, the crest in the middle um but um yeah and look at uh, I, I think yeah they'll do something with with kind of green uh and yeah it would make sense to link back to the old kids as well green and yellow and the saudi link with the the green maybe and i think someone had in the chat as well it's uh man united fans might be buying that one then as well <laughs> so uh, they like a bit <laughs> yeah. of uh green yeah. and yellow yeah yeah no yeah no i was in with that one uh first thing with that one but um yeah that's and i suppose the other thing I, that i read whether i'm not 100 sure if it's true or not but that um that Newcastle are going to be in their elite category, and uh, they might yes. be lower tier of the elite category. I guess they have, as I said, different tiers. But uh, we're in the elite up there with uh, Bayern Munich and a few more. So uh, bring that on, uh, and whatever that entails, we'll, we'll get to hear more about that in in time. I guess. So, and I'll tell you what, Daz. Um, I mean, the, the it it comes as no surprise that we're in the elite tier. But even if we're in the lower elite tier, people are saying the lower elite tier, there's not as much merchandise. Give it a year, that'll change. Because <clears> yeah, yeah. if they if they produce kits like that, they are going to literally fly off the fly off the uh, you know fly off the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for shelves the, the shelves that's the word I'm looking for yeah gonna, I can say plethora but I can't say shelves fly <laughs> off the shelves. Um, and we're going to sell loads because those those three, as Pete said, it, it's it's a no-brainer. You just see it and just go, oh, I need those kits. I need them because they're just they're fantastic. They're everything that we we've wanted for a long, long time. And you know, we we've we've been recently comparing. You know, like is the PSG win the best win since Barcelona? Is it better than Barcelona? To then have the kits to kind of reminisce about those times and potentially, I mean, I'm maybe talking ahead of myself here, but to potentially be lifting trophies in those kits, we 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 will fly, we will fly, and those kits will go off the shelves quicker than that. And you remember what Mur Murdad said in the the documentary as well. He wants to be able to buy a Newcastle kit in Timback, Timbuktu. So if you are listening in Timbuktu and you are a Newcastle fan, shout out to the 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 the, the uh, Timbuktu uh, Timbuktu mags. Uh, yes, the the plethora of you that are that are watching uh, not right now. We all have it in now. Uh, but yeah, um, bring it on, bring it on. Looking yeah. forward to that. Um, well. I'm going to jump to tell people what's happening next, if that's okay, because I think we're going mm -hmm. to wind things up uh, because we've got, we're not finished yet. We've got um, loads of shows coming this week. First up is tomorrow, though. What's happening tomorrow, Pete? We're back. Away days is back. Um, a slightly earlier preview, and I'm sure you're going to understand why in just a second it's an early preview, but great to have... Um, Couple of guests on really. Um, we've got Lewis um coming back from uh Chelsea Fans TV. Um, but we've got uh Charlie. And if you're not seeing Charlie on Side TV and also Savage Channel as well, um, he's our resident blue brother, uh Chelsea, uh massive Chelsea fan, goes to home and away as much as he possibly can. A great, great lad and uh, good knowledge of football as well. So uh, a new guest to come and join us to talk and preview the Chelsea game. Really, he's really excited to come and come onto the channel. Um, he, he's obviously following the channel and uh, and talks about the channel a lot um, from a loaded mag perspective. And now he's coming on. So we're going to get the lowdown from all things Chelsea tomorrow night um, and buzzing, buzzing for it. 
Nice one. Make or break. Break time is over. Bring it on. That's on tomorrow. Can't miss that one. And another one you can't miss and you won't want to miss. Uh, and if you do miss it, you're going to be catching up. Whether you love him, whether you hate him, whether you despise him, whether or whatever. Uh, you cannot miss him. Uh, and he's back. We're back. It's a fully loaded transfer show. Uh, it's really, really kicking off when this happens. It's that man, Sean Casey. Sean Casey, <laughs> like I said, is back. And uh, he will be to tell us a few stories. He has a few stories to tell, he tells us. So uh, look forward to that. I'm sure he's at home rewriting his script now because uh, of, of the news today. But I, I think he said on Twitter as well, he knew about this vote yesterday. So that's how far ahead of the game Sean is. But um, yeah, look forward to that, uh, hearing what Sean has to say and uh, who we can rule in, who we can rule out. Or more let's let's see um uh, so th- stay tuned for that one so that is thursday night at eight o'clock uh then we'll be back again on saturday after the chelsea game with the result uh with the reaction show out for whatever the result may be uh hopefully toasting up below hopefully all smiling faces and we'll be down to nine games left then before uh the the window opens but boys i think that is it um I just um, want to give him just a quick, very quick shout out. He's um, he, he's not been in the chat very, very much recently, but um, a big shout out to Noaf Spartan. Uh, he's just dropped me a message. Um, he does still watch the show. Um, good man, good man. Yeah, he I just, love he, he, Yeah, he just wanted to big up the chat and just say great to uh, obviously watch the show. He's still enjoying everything we do. Put the content out. Um, I'm sure I've just said to him, just pop back on the on the chat and and show your face. So so maybe you will in the shows to come. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it's Thursday. Um, but yeah, great to have him back. And is uh, uh, he, he's a great guy. And um, yeah, but great, great to hear um, who who he thinks we, we might bring in from Saudi. Actually, that mm. yeah, that will be good. Very Get in touch. Um, right, that is it. Um, Chris, since you haven't said it for a while, we go for it, go for it. And yeah, no one's getting a t-shirt for doing this either. Go on, go for it. <laughs> How'd you like that? Good night, everyone. See you tomorrow. See ya. How you like